Hey there, podcast fam. It's the A&J podcast back once again. Sorry for the delay. Yeah. Life got in the way. Yeah. <laughs> but we're here. We're ready to talk. Right. Share our thoughts. It's late night, like Letterman, and we're back on the saddle again, ready to get this podcast Full popping. Full disclosure, y'all. I'm not ready. Like... I'm tired, y'all. I'm tired. Tired. She's not ready, but this definitely was her idea. I just made her stick to her guns. Right? How dare he hold me to the standards I have set for myself? Why what, are we married? That's what happens when you're the number one chair in the podcast. Without you, there is no show. No. Listen to you kissing butt tonight. Mm. Somebody's trying to get something there. I don't have but to anyway, kiss Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, like Potter. So glad to be here. Um, and let me just say this. I appreciate all the love everybody has shown. I love seeing y'all screenshot yourselves listening to the podcast, whether you are listening to it directly from Anchor or on Spotify or on um, Apple. We love it. Continue to post and tag us. Also, big shout out to everybody who played our quiz. So a couple of days ago, in lieu of um, doing like a rush podcast, which I didn't really want to have to do, you know, I threw up a little, hey, you know, we missed this week's podcast. We take this quiz. And it was a quiz to find out how A&J met. And the options of the poll were Tower Records in Philadelphia or Craigslist. Now, if you are a listener of our podcast, you already know the answer. If you know me personally, I've shared this story with you. So, I think it was about 47% guessed Tower Records, and the other 53% guessed Craigslist. So, I'm glad to say that the 53% were absolutely correct, which gave me a sense of validation to know that, hey, I'll be paying attention and listening. So thank you, thank you. Um, and maybe we'll do some more little polls like that in the future. What do you think, Jay? Mm, that worked. I mean, I don't see why we wouldn't. So I'm with it. So onward and upward to the topic of today's show. Y'all, you know, as we all know, I'm a consider myself to be an Instagram aficionado. So we're going to talk about something that I see very often on the gram or on all social media for that fact. And that is relationship goals. I wish I had something to insert here at the time of fact, but I don't. So <laughs> We can add that on the back end. <laughs> we'll, we'll put that in on the back end. Will we? Rim okay. shot. Yeah, so about relationship goals. So if you're not, you know, social media savvy, you have no idea what relationship goals are, it's this cute little hashtag people tend to use when they see couples doing couple-y things on their Instagram posts. And really this, I think, kind of started with um, famous people, you know, like Bay and Jay and... You know, I can't think of anybody else right now, but you get where I'm going with this. And it trickled down to influencers and trickled down to just regular people. Sometimes regular folk like me 
will post a picture of me and Bay, and people see it, and it it always evokes this kind of reaction from people who are like, oh, I want that relationship goals and that, you know, that hashtag. Um, and I always laugh when I see it for several reasons. But I'm going to let Jay take the lead on this and get into what he thinks about these relationship goals when he sees them. Or What are your thoughts, Jay? What are my thoughts? I think it's just the... It was like the cliche thing to do nowadays to type goals up there. I don't know. Like, the realm of social media feels very. <laughs> not, no, I'm not going to. I don't want to beat that um, into the ground. But no, I would say it feels very phony. You know, it's, it <laughs> well, is. It's, it's very like um, Hollywood. Like, it's the new. Uh, Ma, Ma said it's the new outside on the Joe Buttons podcast. <laughs> it's, just, it's like. Um, Nobody's outside anymore. They on. They just on the gram. They on social media or whatever. Or they go like, outside to post to the gram. And they define themselves by it. So, like a lot of things feel very superficial, very phony. So sometimes I, I don't know how sincere those statements are, the, those hashtags and goals or whatever. But I mean, if if a, we legit inspire somebody or somebody else's relationship is legit inspiring somebody to aspire to something better for them and their significant other, whoever it may be. I'm, I'm with that, I think. I think that's cool. Um, you know, I, I think we all should be striving for something better, so you need something to inspire you to do it. So I, I guess it's cool. I'm, I guess I'm with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's on such extreme opposite. I gotta be honest, I'm irked. You know, I'm not trying to let things that have nothing to do with me irk me. But when I see it, I'm automatically annoyed. Um, Because I think it's the trendy thing to say. Because let's be real, a lot of people saying relationship goals, y'all are seeing, you know, this blurb, this fraction of a person's life and assuming that it's goals. So by goals, you mean you want to be able to take cute pics with Bay too? Cool. But that's not an accurate representation of people's love lives. So you could be saying goals to a picture. You don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, I, and I, I think I for me, saying, don't cut me off. I'm, I wasn't cutting you off. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. <laughs> See, this is why it's not goals, folks. This is why it's not goals. But this is that that leads into what I was saying. And I'm sorry if I am cutting you off for real this time. But, you are. Um, it's, just, it's superficial. Like, it's not... I don't know how sincere any of this stuff is. Like, a picture it, it isn't an honest depiction of sincere, a relationship. Like, no, obviously it's not. But I think I get more annoyed by people who are repeatedly reposting pics of couples and being like, goals, I just want to bay. Like, I just want to... I now. Well, that's some people like, with cold halves of the bed. That's what that is. They, right, they need well, somebody... The goal is for you to feel complete yourself and then get you a bay. Um, but well, not even. I think I always say this: like when you stop looking, that's when you find what you want. Because it's it, you. You're not looking to fit to find out how to attract it. You're being yourself, and it's coming to you. You know what I mean? You're not trying to seek it out. You're letting it come to you, and I think that's when you get the best relationships and the best you find the best people to complete you and stuff like that i just read a whole list of like 
on BuzzFeed about how people stumbled into these relationships in some of the most awkward circumstances. Here's what I'm going to say. If y'all got relationship goals, like set some real relationship goals. And I say that not coming from a place of being hostile, because, you know, me and Jay, you know, like I always tell y'all, we had a lot of bumps and ups and downs along the road into this relationship. And I think, you know, one of the things I wish is that I had set real goals in my relationship from the beginning. So if we're going to talk about relationship goals, let's make it a real thing and not, um, hey, you know, I saw this picture and y'all wearing matching color outfits as goals or whatever. Like, those things are cute. <laughs> like Jay said, they're superficial. So let's be responsible in our terminology relationship goals. Like, you know, have the goal of having a mate who is going to be your partner, be supportive to you, keep an open line of communication, learn conflict resolution, support you spiritually, support you emotionally, support you financially. Like, like, let's have those type of goals. Support you in raising the children. Support you in achieving your own personal goals. Encourage you to be the best version of you. Those are goals to have. So I'm more of a fan of when people actually share a personal testimony about their relationship and feeling like, you know, I'm really inspired by this couple. Like, that's goals. You know what I mean? Like, versus... You know, these matching Jordans that y'all have on. And don't get me, don't get insisted. I have nothing against matching Jordans. In fact, it actually brings me to my next meme, which is um, the matching sneakers. And everybody, like, posting these up, like, let's have better better goals. Let's have traveling goals. Let's have financial stability, stability and house goals, not these sneaker goals. Can I just tell y'all to shut up? Like, why can't folks wear matching sneakers and invest in a house and be financially responsible? Y'all got to stop thinking that people can't be multifaceted or have a diverse set of interests. Um, people matching their, their matching people showing or posting pictures of them matching in Jordans or whatever sneaker of choice is not an indication of a couple that does not care about bigger things. And this kind of leads back to you're just seeing a fragment of somebody's life. Well, I mean, a picture might be worth a thousand words, but I, I don't think that we're getting the full story in that thousand words. Um, nope. And if your story can be told in a thousand words, I don't want to read it. What, what we're seeing, just like everything else, I mean, we're seeing a finished product. We're seeing a moment that's captured. We're not seeing the outtakes we're not grasping the, the full picture. Like, there's a lot of people that, there's enough people, I'll say, that I know personally that look great, booed up in pictures, and have trash relationships behind the scenes. Say it again. So, and that, that doesn't mean anything. Um, to me, the pictures are cool. It's nice if you like them, double tap them, hashtag goals, but just know, like, they might be broke up in a couple of weeks. Might be divorced in a couple of months. Or, or, or they could be getting divorced or they might, for the next five years. Or they might just be together and cheating on each other on a regular basis or something like that. Like That's a trash relationship to me, in my opinion. I'm sorry. Um, we don't do that over here. Like, I think the... And that's not me being judgmental or condescending. <laughs> I'm just saying that's not for me. Uh, I think... 
the most important thing is to understand whatever it is that goes on behind closed doors is really none of our business. It's none of anybody's business. Um, so when you say goals, you know, just make sure you understand what you're saying goals for. Like the idea of having that somebody, I totally get that. Um, but don't let social media, you know, fool you. And I think that's, you know, it seems like a dumb thing to have to remind people, but it's real. Like I know people who are grown adults who are easily flustered by what they see on social media. Like they get in their feelings, they get jealous, they get, and I'm like, sis calm down like we don't know what we're looking at outside of this caption which is usually including a drake lyric or something from a song like it's the new hollywood though for for us like the people aren't in the magazines anymore they're on social media and they and people are putting on the full production for their pages like you get in the the great lighting, the best angle, the perfect picture. That's for me. Um, <laughs> and that's for the solo selfies and for the ussies. Like, everything is captured in pristine environments. Just, you know, pause. You and I have taken some adorable ussies, and they're not pristine. Well, that's because, I mean... Not a, I don't know about you, but I can only speak for me. I don't. You get what you get when the camera comes mm-hmm. on for me. I don't. I don't know nothing about angles or lighting. My honest, you know, I hate taking pictures. I, my honest reaction to like when you and I take pictures together at Essie's, I like the raw reaction of you. First of all, when we take Essie's, I never know what kind of mood he's gonna be in, and I'm just like, babe, let's take a picture together. And sometimes he's like. <sighs> And sometimes he's like, all right, you know, cool. I, whatever it is, whatever mood he's in, I like the honest reaction because if you see me cheesing, it's because I'm legit tickled by what he's done. And I like capturing those moments. I love candid shots that people have snapped of me and him where I'm just kind of like looking at him with a lot of love or vice versa. Yeah, I like... I like those candid type of shots more than anything. The impromptus, like, because if you, you will get a horrible picture from me if you just ask me to pose and smile. Like, I'm, I'm fucking lying. He had a whole photo lie. shoot a couple weeks back when we were doing a couple our weeks pictures back. for oh, um, A and J podcast, and you were so cute in your single shots. You no. were cute in your shots with me too. Don't get twisted, but I, I owe that to my. Wife and my photographer slash daughter <laughs> slash coach. I don't know how to take pictures. I'm not gonna lie to you about that. I do not know how to take pictures. I don't think I, I can't remember the last time I felt like I did know how to take a picture. It was, probably was like a school photo or something like that. And that was which his school photos y'all are so adorable. I might throw back. They probably back. like pre-fifth grade photos too because <laughs> they definitely got kind of crazy after that um yeah I, i'm horrible at taking pictures man i just don't i don't want to be i don't i'm not crazy about being on camera i don't know what to do that's why i'm more into the candidates like catch me just being in my element and you're probably going to get a much better picture than if you be like smile i'll be honest like being a blogger has obviously put me in front of the camera. 
a lot more, especially when it comes to, you know, doing fashion posts. But I will say my personality is what it is. So even when I'm shooting. But you had mad photos before you started. Yeah, I'll I'll say that. But I feel like my, before you cut me off again, because you know where I was going with this. Um, (laughs) Mm. I think my fluidity in front of the camera has changed a lot. Um, in the past, I was, I took pictures, but I was uncomfortable. I was worried about, you know, oh, is this angle crazy? Now, in terms of angles, I just want to make sure my lighting's good and you can <laughs> see, you know, the full makeup look or the full outfit. But at this point, like, I got rolls, I got fat, I got fat on my elbows, you know, I got cankles. Like, it is what it is. Like, uh, like over the summer, we were leaving uh, an assembly, and it was pouring down rain. It was torrential um, downpour, and Jay couldn't get to the pickup area to be quick enough. So I started walking towards the car, and if y'all follow me, you know I've got a lot of chronic pain, and I was, like, exhausted, tired out, and in tears, and I was soaking wet. But I had this dress from Ishakti that I was supposed to blog about. It was supposed to feature on my blog. So I got back to the crib and I'm like, you just snap these pictures of me right quick. My feet and my ankles were so swollen. Um, and, you know, my makeup was actually pretty decent. Shout out to Black Radiance. I think you held it down. Um, <laughs> but when I look back at those pictures, I can see all the flaws, you know, what most would consider flaws. I can see how swollen my ankles were. I can see, you know, that even though my makeup was pretty decent, it was still kind of like raccooning under the eyes from where the mascara was running. And, you know, it wasn't a perfect picture, but I thought it was beautiful. And it was probably one of my favorite photos because it was so flawed. And I was just like, I like this. I like this. So when it comes to me and my relationship with the camera... Um, I try to, I try to make sure that behind the scenes, I'm being myself. Like I've shot with, um, people before I've actually did some work for some folks. Shout out to designer L Dove, Lorenzo James by L Dove. She used me as a model. Everybody always compliments me and say how great of a job I do. I won't lie. Y'all. I feel super awkward and I'm like really not impressed with myself. Because this is not, you know, I'm not, my goals are not model. My goals aren't to, you know, my goal is to help other women feel empowered. So, like, I hope you see my big little self up here. I know that's oxymoron. But I hope you see my big self up here, you know, being comfortable in front of the camera will help you be that much more comfortable when it's your time to be in front of the camera. Like, you can do it. You got this. Um, But I, I definitely think social media has pushed people to believe that they have to have this perfect picture or something. Mm. And I don't agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I, and in retrospect, you know, I think we all want to look the best in our photos. I know I look at photos that I've taken, like, just a picture that was taken the other day that was posted the other day as part of the story and the quiz and stuff that you had the other day. Um, or for the, the podcast that then you put yeah. up. Like, I was looking at it like, why do you pick this? Like, my face is doing this, your face is doing that. Like, and those are all the pictures that I'm always like, why would you, why'd you post that? Like, 
I wouldn't have picked this one, you know, or I don't like this one. Those are the ones that end up getting like the good numbers or something. Yeah, like, I'm like, not going to say that. crazy numbers, but those are the ones that get the better numbers. And I um, think it's, you know, I picked those pictures because I'm looking at certain nuances in those pictures. So I'm looking for that you, okay, so can't you look corny, but like Jay has a crooked smile. People don't know that unless you're like really steadying his face super hard, which I hope none of you have on. But he has a crooked smile, and I've always loved that about his smile. So I look for the pictures that kind of showcase that because it is so cute to me. And when he has his little crooked smile, like his eyes get all a little tiny and twinkly, and they crinkle up like he's just about to bust into the biggest laughter ever. And I love that. So I look for the photos that represent that. So there's my secret. Um. Since this is since we started off on the couples topic, uh, I also think it's funny that the pictures of me or us tend to get the lowest numbers <laughs> I knew you were on your page. I knew you were going there. Shout out to the forty percent male following <laughs> out there. Like that's funny to me. I, no shade, no see any. I'm, I'm not crying. I mean, they get. It's probably more likes getting on, getting done on them pictures than I have in my following. So I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm you know, a, it's funny because I've been taught a lot about how to present your social media page when you're a blogger, you're an influencer, and all those things. Now I've been very clear that I don't identify as an influencer. It's a term I reject for myself. Mm can't speak for anybody else, but it's not one that I'm into. Um, But as a blogger, I get that people come to your page, they're looking for specific things. So they want your aesthetic to be pretty focused on whatever it is you're blogging about. So I'm going to be honest, like I keep my grid from my blog, like fashion, and then I leave my stories to be my raw and filtered self. So sometimes the juxtaposition of what's on my grid versus what you see in my story might scare you because you're going to get a lot of like behind the scenes, or me just being mommy, or me having a flare-up, me no makeup, me with a face mask on. Like, I try to, you know, keep it balanced. And and I talk about it very openly, so people understand, like, yeah, these cute pictures, but even in the pictures that look really pristine, I give the backstory sometimes, because I think it's important for people to know, like, yeah, this is a trash day for me. Like, I managed to get in front of this camera, but let me tell you, I was aching. I was sitting down in between shots. I was, you know, <laughs> popping ibuprofen or, you know, whatever the case may be, because I don't want anybody to ever come to my page and think that I'm trying to sell them this idea. Like, that is not my goal. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to show y'all some cute fly clothes for fat girls and, you know, tell you to read my blog because that's my heart and my soul and my baby. But other than that, like, I'm not trying to present this image of being something that I'm not. Um, and I, I think, you know, social media, unfortunately, you're not. That's a rare thing. Everybody got an image they're trying to put out, for the most part. And even the whole idea of being raw is now turning into this trendy thing. Like, it's a trending thing. Like, oh, let me open up now about my depression or this health ailment. But you're doing it because you see that it draws numbers. And I can't respect that. Everything's a trend now, right? It's like... um. 
almost reminds me of how like the music industry was, like how one person would make a hit song and then all the other labels would kind of chase that style. It's kind of like what happens on social media now. Like if one person grows their following doing something, everybody else is going to try to emulate that something to build theirs. And um, it could be the most crazy things like health. It could be fashion. It can be relationships. It could be cooking. Like, it's so funny. Like, everybody is trying to catch that shooting star, man. Um, And I admire the desire to do your own thing. But are you really doing your own thing when you're biting? somebody else's thing. Uh, like, well, I, let me be a little bit of a devil's advocate. There's nothing new under the sun. We all know that. It's about how you put your own spin on it. However, I am a big um, I am a big fan of authenticity. And so what your intent is matters more to me. So if your intent is to just garner a following to seem more important so that you can get collabs and brand deals, I'm not here for it. But if you just are sharing your story and you're sharing your true self, and as a result, it brings on a new following, I'm okay with that. Because your goal was to just share your testimony, not to look like an important influencer. And that matters more to me is what your intent is. And I, I agree with that. Like, oh, snap, y'all. Authentic- <laughs> you read on something? Authenticity. <laughs> That's what we want to see. I think that's what everybody appreciates at the end of the day. Um, whether it's relationship goals or you just digging somebody's swag or whatever it is, like at the end of the day, authenticity is the biggest winner in terms of like building a following, getting fan appreciation because people can I'm sorry with even with all the faux stuff on the web I think deep down social media whatever you want to refer to I think deep down there's something innate in us that kind of cuts through the BS you know what I mean like people do tend to latch on to the more unique and the more authentic the people that are attempting to be true to themselves. Now, Not necessarily. I, I think I think at the end of the day that it really people weed themselves out with that. I think people get weeded out very easily because even if you even if you slip through the cracks and get a strong following right away, like time will show. Like even these people that have bought followings <laughs> and stuff, like it shows like yeah, you got twenty five thousand uh, subscribe followers or whatever, right? But you only got hundred people liking your photos. You only got fifty people liking your photos. Some of y'all only got twenty people liking your photos. Like that's that's snitching on sign. <laughs> that's snitching on your authenticity as well. Like, and eventually you're gonna get scrubbed, and all that those booty fake followers are going to disappear and you're going to have to keep it real. I don't think I don't know like a few years back 
and I guess Instagram did it before, but before that, a few years back, I remember YouTube was having an influx of, like, bought followers and views. And there was this artist in Philly who was not known at all, yet he published this video. This video had, like, 150K views. Like, he was big up in it, and the song was trash, too. I was like, come on, Philly, I know y'all put on for yesterday, but no, I don't even know who you are. Like, you're not real. Like, so, around that time, YouTube decided to get rid of all the bot followers and all the um, purchased views and stuff. So, anybody whose account was heavy with the views, and Twitter did it at some point, too. But anybody's account who was, like, heavy with the fake purchased followers and stuff, their videos got taken down, all of that. This person's video disappeared, and he gets on Facebook, and he's like, yo, got hacked or whatever, or YouTube took my video down by mistake. He he gave some wild backstory, and he was like, but that's all right, because we're going to get it back. Y'all show love right now. And so I'm thinking, well, at the time, I didn't know that's what had happened, that YouTube was seen this. I'm like... Oh, so he should have this at least like a thousand views by the end of the day. I remember looking, and by the end of the day, he hadn't even broken 23. And over the course of the next couple of weeks, I kept checking back sporadically. And I don't think he broke a hundred in the first week, but the following week he did. Now, I'm not knocking because my YouTube videos are so low, they do not get a lot of views. I, I don't know what it is that you have to do to build up your YouTube following or whatever, but I just don't be having that energy to care. But I remember I was having this conversation with someone a few weeks back about scrubbing accounts, and I decided to go look up that video. Now, mind you, that video is from, like, five years ago. And lo and behold, that video is still, like, in the hundreds. Wow. Like, we never broke 150K before, but if everybody loved that song, they'd be looking for that song. They'd be wanting to play that song. It would be back at 150K in no time, and then some. Are we surprised? I mean, because... So, to me, it's like, y'all really be hungry, huh, to look important. I'd rather take the authentic, like, show. Like, just... Because I remember who you talking about now and I'm pretty sure he's on the back of a milk carton somewhere like where are they now he's not even because no one cares <laughs> but no it, one's checking for you that's what I'm saying like womp 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 but that you know that mentality hasn't changed that's my point in the five years you know I don't know if people are so much buying on YouTube as they were but I remember with Twitter it was huge. You can purchase followers and, and likes. But if all you're following is A-heads, um, you know something's amiss. And with Instagram, there's telltale signs. You can tell when the engagement is bought. You can tell when it's pod. You can tell when people are just commenting because they want you to come back and look at their page. Like, all of that stuff, to me, is, you know, and I've, I keep saying that the larger the following with the exception of a handful of people, a lot of these followings are full of dirty men in the comments, and I get a, my fair share of them too. 
you know, saying disgusting, degrading things, sexual things, or it's like a good amount of people telling you to lose weight if you're on the plus side, or it's spam comments like, great feed, come check out, you know, and then at yourself, whatever your business page is or whatever. So I'm, <clears throat> you know, being in this blogging arena on Instagram this past year from 2017-2018 has been quite the learning curve. I definitely don't view it the same way that I did when I first came in. And I'm glad because it just opened my eyes to a lot of things. It opened my eyes to the type of business that I want to practice. It really helped me narrow down where I want to navigate my platform to. And it helped me understand that everything ain't what it seems. So even when these collabs and these partnerships and stuff, when people be announcing this stuff now, like, I got to laugh now because I'm like, oh, so here's what you did. And then when you see enough influencers all doing the same brands and all doing that, I'm just kind of like, yo, I don't even want no parts. Like, that's the God's honest truth. Like, I don't want no parts. Like, if everybody wearing Eloquii, you best believe I'm not interested in wearing Eloquii. Because everybody doing it. Like, if I'm going to wear it, it's going to be because I purchased it and I really liked what I bought. But I'm not, I'm not pitching to just be put on to what everybody else is doing. I'm good, love, enjoy. <laughs> and that's how I feel right now about this blogger influencer community. Like, I'm just tired. Tired, y'all seeing the same thing. That's why I've been focusing most of my attention on mental health awareness, you know, chronic illness and coping and um, venturing back into my mommy blogging. Like, I don't know, y'all. I don't know if the fashion thing is going to last with me because I don't, I'm not passionate enough <laughs> to be having, like, to be pitching to these brands who don't even want to compensate you. Like, you want to throw me a free garment, but you're not paying me to write this post. And now that's where I'm at. Like, I'm not posting unless I'm getting paid. And that's, if you, especially if you reach out to me, it's one thing. It's like I bought something and I'm sharing it honestly. But if you reach out asking me to pitch anything, like I need it to be compensated. That's fair. I mean, you got to know your worth in this world. So I don't think anybody can be too mad at you for doing that. <clears throat> so we're officially past the halfway mark. Um, and I think. And I'm still awake. <laughs> We touched on the uh, the relationship topic kind of quickly. Like I felt like we got past that a little bit faster than I expected. Um, but I also felt like we covered it enough. If that's that makes any sense. Yeah. Um. So the one thing I, I do want to say is, and I don't know, maybe it, it was funny to me though. Like I was talking to my boy. Um, via text and we was talking about money and the topic of Bill Cosby came up and he asked me do I really think Bill Cosby's in jail and I was like yeah I definitely believe he's in jail like I don't think unfortunately for him I think he is a an example um, but I'm always surprised by the conspiracy theories that we cook up oh, as the black <laughs> culture. Oh, good lord. <laughs> you know, um, 
the fact that all these women could come out the woodwork and people still believe there's a shred, there's a possibility that Bill Cosby isn't the creep that he's been depicted to be, that this was really a conspiracy that he was about to buy NBC. This was all done to crush him and his, and his attempts to buy NBC. I mean, if NBC didn't want to be bought, they wouldn't sell. Well, my thing is this. I mean, what we saw at the time was Bill Cosby had a Netflix deal in the works. Like, I think that was what was Yes, known. because the purchasing of NBC was over, like, 20 years ago or 10 years ago. Like... I don't think... That wasn't a recent thing. Uh, you know, it, it's just funny, but... And it's not funny, it's sad. It's it's that, too. Maybe I'll, I want to laugh to keep from crying. I don't know. Good Lord, yes. We cook up some, some theories, y'all. It's like we will go all the way around the world instead of arriving at a, a point of place of honesty. Like... The simplest conclusion. Right. Like, it's usually, it's, you know, we'll be like, listen, maybe, you know, Bill was trying to expose this planet colonization on Mars. And so he was trying to, you know, get on this NASA flight to circle the Earth's atmosphere. That's the story we'll run with instead of, hey, it's a lot of women who've come forward here. <laughs> Maybe, you know, 30% of them are lying, but the other 70% still exist. Um, but hey, it's easier to believe that Bill is chasing unicorns on a NASA space shuttle on Mars. Because it makes us uncomfortable to have to hold a black man accountable who was held to such high standards and regards. Because it's like a loss to the black community. You feel like that? We already don't have nothing. Like we, this is our, you know, you, you're attacking our good ones. But let's be honest. Sometimes the people we tend to revere aren't the good ones. Look how many people were crushed by Bill Clinton to find out he was really cheating on his wife. And even after he cheated on his wife, when the polls were run and people asked what they thought about him, it didn't change. They still loved him. They still revered Clinton. They still thought his administration was great. And after watching that, what was that, the 90s documentary, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and really, you know, I was a kid when all this stuff was happening with Bill Clinton. But watching and knowing what the political atmosphere was, the administration, the Republicans, the Dems, and all that, it made me laugh. Like, yo, he was definitely, you know, ethically wrong, morally wrong. He cheated on his wife. And yet, the country still was like, he's a great man. Well, that's, It's easier, I don't know what it is, to not condemn your faves well, and call them on their ish. I don't understand that. The presidency is unique in that realm, though, because good presidents are the ones who make rich people richer and don't um, increase taxes. Those, they, those people are held in high regard by the wealthy. And I believe that I was met by the nation itself. Like they were polling people, not even so much. They wanted to know what they thought about him, his character, and all that stuff. And it was, you know, there were people blaming Monica Lewinsky. Now, mind you, 
She's not innocent. She knew the man was married. She fellatioed him, whatever. But she she got blamed for this, you know, like he just couldn't keep his penis out of her mouth. You know what I mean? Like it was just so magnetic <laughs> that, you know, Bill was tempted, you know, like they really trashed her. And I, I get it. She was wrong, but so was he. You know what I mean? Like they both had equal parts in being wrong. And because he was more favored and favorite, and I'm not, and so this type of mentality exists in American culture. And I'm sure in other cultures too, but I can only speak to the culture that I know, which is the American culture. And I see it in the black community. Like we've seen this happen before. Look at R. Kelly. He's still going strong. You know what I mean? Like even with the flack he catches, it's still people, even after video footage, a marriage to a 15 year old girl, there are people in the streets like, well, Leah knew what she wanted. She was hot in her pants. She wanted to marry that man. I'm like, but y'all are still forgetting the back. And her parents let her, okay. All of that. But he still wanted to marry a 15-year-old girl. And we're going to sit up here and act as if it's not absurd. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know. Listen. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's, (laughs) that's crazy. You kind of got on your soapbox a little bit right I there. I did, right? and I'm stepping off now. I'm stepping off. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I don't know. I definitely, to, to go back where we started, though, the fact that I was just looking at the paper and it was saying how, like, Bill Cosby was receiving mad death threats and he's super unhappy and wants to get out of that prison cell he's in or that unit or whatever. It made me think, like, like could you really think that this nigga didn't go to jail? Like, he's not in prison right now? Like, they didn't try to throw the book at the black man for once? They're just like, oh, we're going to let you go for reparations? No, I don't think so. He, Bill Cosby went down for some foul stuff. I think he's guilty of some foul stuff. And I'm glad Where he- is the myth? She's sitting back waiting for that nigga to die in prison so she can enjoy all of his money. Listen, Camille, Camille. Camille probably on the low is like assisting the man in this. <laughs> Whoever is like the people who wanted to really get Bill Cosby down behind bars. She, she might be home smoking one of them long brown uh, cigarettes my grandmother used to enjoy. Oh. Like, Back how there, you, like, how are y'all feeling about Camille standing by her man through all these accusations? Like, Bill, you mf cheat on me. Turn down this fine black good good. Go chase <laughs> after these masculine white women. Oh, good lord. Does that speak to his sexuality? You know what? Don't even care. I'm not even. That's a whole different rabbit hole. Um, like, how do we feel about that? I don't think she gets a lot of coverage in this. I feel like we've heard more from... I don't think she wants a he lot. cast either. members from the Cosby show and all that than we have Camille. I don't think she wants it. Do you think Ashley, I mean, ooh, I said Ashley, you think Alicia Keys is going to rewrite that song, Unbreakable? Because you know she references Bill Camille. How long ago was that? Let's hope not. <laughs> Let's hope she's making so much more good music that she's not worried about that. <laughs> she corrected, like, it's a small correction, you guys. Just a small little footnote. We're going to 
change that. And this, this goes to show you, couples goals based upon the image of other couples should not be a thing. Let that be a lesson to you. Because look how fly Beyonce is. We saw what happened with her and Jay. And I'm glad they're still going strong. But it wasn't without its own perils. Which is my whole point. It's my great way of summarizing this and bringing it all together. Look at me. Yeah. <laughs> like, set goals that are realistic. Because sometimes what you think you're wishing for, you really don't want what you're wishing for. Yeah, careful what you wish for. Because right now, everybody's on there. Russell and Sierra. What prayer did you say? And uh, Karuchi and whoever she's with and Queen Naja and whoever she's with. And I'm just like, it's cute and all, but do y'all know what that must be like behind the scenes for them? To, you, the things that they might be going through just because they live in a public eye mm-hmm. and have had some very public relationships. Y'all see the the fun parts that get seen, but I'm sure y'all see those tabloid-worthy stories, too, the scandal that comes. You think that's not rocking a few relationships you outside your mind? Like, Will Smith recently has been sharing about some behind-the-scenes. Him and Jada have been talking about the ins and outs of their marriage. And I say kudos, and I set my hat to them, but, you know, and then people are still like, goals! I want to be like Will and Jada. I'm like, are you not hearing the part where they're discussing where she cried for like 40 days straight and he didn't know how to feel as a husband? Like, those are your goals? Like, come on now. No. Well, I think they are probably maybe like that third tier relationship that most people probably do want to aspire to. Because, I mean, obviously the first is going to be Jay-Z and Beyonce. Nope. The second one, I said Barack and Michelle. Yeah, they get a lot of love. Mm. They do. And because there's been no public scandal with them, I think people are comfortable. I'm going to say right now, hands down, my relationship goals is Sarah and Abraham. <laughs> Boom. Because she used to call that man her lord. Listen. And this is after Abraham didn't always make the most wise choice choices in the Bible. I'm trying to have a relationship like that. I mean, like, she held him down. That's what I'm trying to be. Oh, well, that's your goals, huh? Goals, yes. That's what you're inspiring. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to shoot. I'm going to shoot high. That's how I feel. Nothing wrong with that. Shoot for the stars, land in the clouds type of mentality. Amen. That's how it goes. Well, folks, I'm going to be honest here. We are falling like 10 minutes short of an hour, which to me... 10 minutes short? It's fine, yeah. Like 13 minutes short? 13 minutes short of an hour. I don't think we... I mean, we can... We can get the... We can ride this up to the end. Do y'all really want us to ride this up? I'm gonna need y'all to let us know in the comments if y'all really rolled this out. Let me say, I'm... Tired. Tired. <laughs> like, I've had a long day. I just had a little dranky drink. Like, it was a perfect concoction. I'm laying on my bed. Like, Bay is here looking like a snack. Like, I'm trying to make it through for the next 13 minutes. So, Jay, what do you have for us for the next 13 minutes? What do I have for us? Um, Nothing, nothing specific, but um, I do want to talk about I really love that hip hop evolution show that comes on Netflix. 
Um, I'm enjoying the walk through hip hop history that's taking place on there. I don't know who else has checked it out. I don't know who else wants to check it Not out. Me. But um that's really fun for me taking that walk down memory lane and seeing things. It's it's not a lot of information in there that I didn't know already, but some of the gaps that it is filling in for me are I'm not gonna say some critical hip hop history facts, but they are entertaining and enjoyable for me to discover. Just some little nuances about how people began. Um, the second season has been really good, though, because it spoke a lot to the era that I enjoyed either as a child or um, you were around in middle school and um, high school. Planet Rock came out or Shaker Hill Um, Watch your mouth, Sam. <laughs> okay. Because she was born in 85. <laughs> I was born in 85. Proudly. Proudly. Don't think you got the right to flaunt up here, though. I do. Remember, if you're ever confused about how big of a difference that five years makes, I wasn't born yet, and you were already learning how to read and write. Remember that. I was ahead of the curve. I mean, that's nothing negative about that. I was in kindergarten, and you were in sixth grade. Remember that. Um... The other thing I really enjoy, and I'm like hella behind, I'm hella behind on my Netflix. Like my Netflix list just grows. It it doesn't nothing gets gets closed on there. I think it just keeps adding and he's adding like and adding. A binge add watch list person, but he's not watching. Like I still haven't seen the Defenders. Like and that's Luke Cage and came. He's got a second season. He's just got canceled. Jessica, what's her name? Got a new season. There though. No, but I think that's a shame. Um, but I'm not surprised either. Like Netflix is doing a lot right now. They're spending a lot of money on the things that they do as well. So like they're shooting for the stars, and if you ain't a hit, like you probably are gonna get chopped after your second season. Um, Truth be told, like I prefer Hulu's original um, series over Netflix. I've been enjoying Hulu a lot more than Netflix. And I was like a rather die hardcore Netflix person, but Hulu's winning in my book right now. Well, Hulu is Hulu, Hulu, Netflix, and I think Amazon are all fighting with each other for like the those top three spaces in the streaming. Well, I think Netflix was so far ahead of the curve that everybody has yet to really catch up to them on the whole. Um, How do we feel like about Walmart? I know this is random and not about Walmart. Yeah, coming for Amazon Prime. Oh well. When Walmart is coming, Walmart is cooking up their own video streaming thing <laughs> too. That. I knew it. Like they they um have started working on that, and it probably won't be out until like next year. But they've started hiring people. To like, work could you on imagine that. like being like, "Yeah, I'm about to watch a Walmart TV. I'll call you back." Like <laughs> nothing yeah. surprises me now. Like when I found out, and I know I was hella late to it. When I found out it was like real programming on Facebook, like Facebook TV, I was like, "What? This is this is crazy!" Like, I mean, IGTV is a thing now. Like everybody is 
yeah, but, doing their own version. Now, how is IGTV doing, though? Because I saw something maybe like a month or two ago that IGTV wasn't really catching on. Like I it think was, within the first couple of weeks, it didn't get the response they thought it was going to. But I'll be honest, I see a lot more people using IGTV now, and there was like a 10 minute cutoff for regular folks, but like verified people, business accounts, they have like our time frame. So, like, shade from all those places and um, like different stars and celebrities, like, they can utilize IGTV to do what YouTube does. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm gonna look it up right quick. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a dope format, I think it, it works. It makes things a little bit more tangible for people who actually have fans. Um, I don't know. Beyond that, I don't know what the value of it is for the day-to-day user. But it's a cool feature to have. Um, But back to what I was saying earlier about the program. And the other good thing that I saw that I really loved... And anybody who loves music, I think you would love it as well. It was the Quincy Jones documentary on Netflix? Um, I'm not. I didn't read the credits and, or pay attention to him very much, so I don't know what role his daughter Rashida played in all of this. I know she's in a good amount of it. I know she was working the camera at some point. So I think that's dope to have your kids. Like, help you complete your documentary when you're, like, one of the most critical figures to modern music that still exists today. Um, But, long story short, I love Quincy Jones. That documentary was dope. I would encourage anybody who has a love of music, let alone a love of Quincy Jones, to enjoy that. Um, I thought it was a really good program. Um, other than that, I'm trying to finish watching the Ozarks. I don't know who else has, but Ugh, I, know, right? I I really want to finish watching that. I think that's a dope show. Um, I would like to see that the end of that. Um, but yeah, I, that's that's what I had on my mind. I mean, sidebar: me and A do not really come. To a meeting in the middle on very much <laughs> programming, so that's why she's really not saying anything. No, because <laughs> all the okay, so newsflash, I am totally into BBC America, and I hate most so shows that I, like, involve accents. British, like, give me some Doctor Who, give me, you know, some Wentworth, give me, give me like accents, give me all the British, give me the foreign shows, Dutch, Finnish finish all of that German. Um, also, I'm a huge fan of, like, forensic science shows, crime, mm-hmm. drama-solving shows. Give me SUV all day long. Uh, no, SVU. Ooh, I said SUV. Y'all know it's my best <laughs> Like, give me, like, Bones and all that stuff. Like, currently, I'm watching The Resident, The Good Doctor. I just finished Harold on um Hulu. Um and sidebar. Oh, Greenleaf. Greenleaf. Greenleaf is a guilty addiction. Um but I'll get into that another day. And um definitely will say um what was I gonna really say? 
What show is it? Oh, my guilty pleasure. Y'all can judge all you want, but I'm here for Star. I don't care. I don't care. I said what I said. Well, obviously, you're not alone because there's what are they on like the third or fourth season of Star? Third season, and I I find it amazing that they even made it past one. So, (laughs) I mean, the the show is just too much for me, it just gives me way too much. So, I I think I've seen maybe one or two episodes. Right now, I'm on the fence about Brandy's character of her playing the thug. It really is not believable because every time she comes on screen, I'm just like, Mo to the, E to the, S to the. <laughs> like, I start singing the Moesha theme song in my head. Like, this is not believable. Um, where's Q? I mean, where's Hakeem? That's what I want to see. You know, but it's all good. I'm here for it. Like, I, I love seeing. Queen Latifah back on TV and in the role. Um, I, I, it's a poor storyline. It really is. It's bad acting. It's, you know, dance videos and song music videos in the middle of the show. And sometimes the songs are so corny but good. It's amazing. Like, I don't know. I, it is my guilty pleasure, though. And <laughs> I'll continue to watch it faithfully. <clears throat> um, Greenleaf, I I enjoy that. I don't think it's that bad. Oh, um, you enjoy Greenleaf? I th- it's entertaining. I don't. I can't say that I'm a fan of it because I've only watched it when you've had it on. I've <laughs> never really like sat and looked for it on my own to try and get into like a season of it. So I see bits and pieces of episodes. It just makes me think about how much time I spent church growing up though um and i'm gonna leave it at that (laughs) my newest show venture is on hbo and it's called big little lies and nicole kidman and reese witherspoon are in that i forgot the other leading lady's name she's from um divergent though the chick from divergent the main character yeah I never knew what her name was. I've seen her. I think stuff. that's her. I could be wrong. I don't know her name. Um, I can look it up. But that show is actually really good so far. Um, unless you're one of those people who does not like a story that's narrated. Like, I'm into the art of TV shows. So, like, I'm very heavy into the scripting, the videography, like, I like all those little nuances that make a TV show series dope, like, I gotta enjoy how you tell the story, um, and so far, that show is really good for me, so if you're into that kind of thing, it's like, it's one of those stories where it tells you the story backwards, and at the same time, so you're getting a lot of flashbacks, it starts with, like, this opening scene, and then it's like, but let's bring you back to how we got here. It's one uh, of those guys. Her name is Shailene Woodley. Okay. Well, guys, we're at the 30-second mark, so we're going to end it there and just give some brief shout-outs to everybody, everybody out there. Shout-out to my mom. Shout-out to all the listeners. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Keep listening promote us, share it with your friends. We're not trying to be stars, but if you like what you hear, 
continue to tune in and listen to it. We'll be more than happy to serve it up for you. I'm Jay. I'm going to sign off. Hey, you got any closing remarks? Bye, y'all. See ya. Bedtime. Next time.